0: Welcome to the Conscious Christian Conversations podcast. I'm Tanya. And I'm Kyleen. We are two spunky Christians with diverse backgrounds and life experiences who want to encourage each other and you listening to challenge your subconscious beliefs. Each episode, the
1: two of us will be having a conversation around a specific topic that we may or may not have different perspectives on. If you haven't already, please listen to episode one to learn what we are all about. Without
0: further ado, here is today's episode.
1: Today, um, I wanted to have a conversation with Kylene about predestination versus free choice. So this is something that I've been thinking a lot about over the last, um, I don't know, probably six months, and just trying to kind of grasp, uh, wrap my brain around it. Because very clearly, like we all know that we're given free choice. We could choose between sin and God, and you know what we want to do. But very clearly, in multiple places. There's talk about predestination, like literally the word predestined is in the Bible multiple times in the New Testament. So I'm just trying to kind of reconcile that. And Kylie, okay, mean, I always love your input on these kinds of topics because you have such an interesting perspective. And so thank you. Yeah. This is a this is
0: a biggie. <laughs> it right? is a biggie. This it is, is a biggie. This is one. This is one where it's like, is there a right answer that we will ever actually know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And let's also preface it to remind everybody that it's not a matter of salvation. So ultimately it doesn't really matter what we decide on in this, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I just think it's very fascinating. And I think that the way that I understand it's kind of helped me to understand God himself, like his, um, I won't say personality, but maybe I mean,
0: personality. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. yeah. He, God has uh, a great personality. Many intricacies that we are finding more out every day. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. So,
1: um, so, so just kind of give me your thoughts on, on, um, just generally speaking, like, do you believe yeah. one? Do you believe the other? Like what, are what, mm. what?
0: Yeah. So I have, I, I don't know if it's, it's, I don't know if people think the way I do on this or not. Cause I think, typically what we hear is people fall in one camp or the other, right? Like mm-hmm. predestination, there are sects of religion that will say um, – you know, there are chosen people, the elect people, right? God knows Mm -hmm. who they are in advance. And essentially, if you are not one of those people, good luck. Right, (laughs) Which which is like,
1: like, I think an argument against Christianity is they call it a a religion of exclusion, which is so not accurate, but I understand why they think that based on Mm. some of what we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah. So then you have that camp where it's like, there are so many people that are going to heaven. Right. And, and God already knows who those are. And that's that. And then you have free will, which is we all have a choice and God prevents presents everybody the choice. And then, um, we get to decide whether we take it or leave it. Um, I, I fall in the middle (laughs) I actually think that the, that it can coexist to some extent. And I think that goes into some things that we've talked about in the past where we just don't fully understand how God works. We don't fully understand time and we don't fully understand um, things that are outside of our human nature. And this, I think is one of those things. So I think this kind of falls into the the God realm that like we will never clearly have an answer, but the way that I've sort of worked it out in my own mind and And I'm looking forward to kind of talking about the different verses that support both sides, because then we can see where the confusion comes from. But for me, the way I view it is kind of like a tree. And that is that if you went straight up the, um, trunk of the tree from the base of it all the way up to the top, I would say like the top, um, uppermost portion, let's say that that's the ultimate goal that God has for your life. Like if you were to, as a human live a perfect life, like Jesus and never do anything wrong and make all of the right choices and follow God's design for your life and live into your purpose and like never do anything outside of that, you would go straight up the trunk of the tree all the way to the tip top goal, right? To fulfill your purpose and live in your design the way you're meant to, to live. And that's like, Ooh, that's awesome. It sounds great. Except that we're humans and we can't do that. So
1: keep we straying make- <laughs> off into
0: different branches. Yeah. And we like, we make more Choices, right? Like, we're selfish, we're learning, our brains aren't developed until we're like 26. And we've made like a whole lot of dumb decisions by that point with our free will, right? So, the way I view it is essentially like God does have a a plan, an ultimate purpose. If you want to call it predestination, it's like he wants you to get up to this certain point. And my belief, I don't even know if I would say it as strongly as a belief, but the way I think about it is that if we are if our heart is in the right place, and we are actually truly attempting throughout our life to uh, get where God wants us to go, and and we're our I think the heart in the right place is the big key to this. If our heart is in the right place, then ultimately we will end up at that point. But because we are who we are. We are going to take all of these, exactly what you said, the branches, we're going to zigzag, right? We're going to kind of cross over that middle line, that straight line multiple times in our life. <laughs> Maybe we try to jump out of the tree and into a different tree for a while. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's so many options here. Um, But I think, I think it goes to a heart issue. So God has the perfect plan. We are fallible humans. If we are doing our best to, to be sensitive to the Holy spirit and to have an open heart and to. I guess you would say die to self because our self is the virgin that's going to want to figure it out and jump in another tree, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's the heart issue. And so that's kind of how I've viewed it is that there is a perfect plan. There is a end goal. And I think God uses whatever free will choices that we make in life to end up where he wants us to end up that ultimate goal. If we want to end up there. And I think that's, that's the key. Like if, if we're not participating in that process, that's where free will comes in. Um, So that's sort of how I've blended the two. Like, I think they both exist, but I could also totally be wrong.
1: (laughs) I like, I agree with you 100%. That's kind of what I came to understand is that, yeah, we have our free will. He, he never forces us to do anything, but I think that from the moment that we're born, he does have a predestined path for us to follow. Um, I think mine more like a map, like a, like a, a really skinny, hiking trail with precipices on either side and like little branches of the trail going off but regardless of like how we want to think about that I think that we do have a um have it an end goal or he has an end goal for us and that we have the choice to follow through with that and like he's guiding us but are we going to follow the map that he's laid out or are we going to kind of explore some of these other branched off you know forks in the road um Mm -hmm. And I, and, and the second part to that, uh, as far as like the predestination and, and his chosen people and understanding that he knows who his people are and, and that, you know, Jesus constantly is saying that, um, that his father has given him the people that are following him, right. Like that were chosen for Jesus. Um, and that's where I kind of start thinking, like you mentioned, we don't fully understand, like, we can't. Conceptualize being out of time because we are,
0: we are stuck in that fourth dimension. Mm -hmm. Like we have to. It's like the idea of like the past and the future has already happened to God. Exactly. So I I sort of feel like in that way he knows what's going to happen, but in in a way, if he was in the moment, he wouldn't necessarily because he's he's giving us the choice. If that makes sense.
1: Well, but I think that he sees like he knows the choices that we have, but he also knows the choices we're going to make because he's outside of time. So if like, if you think of a line and then you think of God, like we're all on this line and we have to go from point A to point B, like there's no option and that's time. Right. And then there's God who's like sitting above or below or on the side or wherever you want to say he is, he doesn't have, he's not stuck in that line. So he can see the end and the beginning at the same time. And so he knows who's going to be choosing him, like who has chosen him. He already knows that. He, he can see to the end of time that timeline, and he's like, okay, here are the people that
0: have chosen me. So that's where it seems. But see, like then we're that gets chosen. into the argument of like, okay, can you say that a, a good, loving God will allow people to come in into existence when He knows in advance that they will not choose Him and will end up living without him for eternity. Right. Right. Like so I think Whoa. that like that the time argument is tricky and the omnisci on um, is it omnipotence or omniscience? Mm-hmm. Um, the him knowing everything, that argument gets really into like who do you think God is? And that that to me gets like so complicated because when you're thinking about that, it's like, okay, well if I know that I'm going to because <laughs> this has to do with free will too. Mm-hmm. Um, if I know that I'm going to create a human being that is going to reject me and that has a negative impact on the world and a negative impact on their return at their eternity, do I bring that human into the world? If he knows a hundred percent what the outcome is going to be.
1: Yeah. But then if he didn't do that, then that that person wouldn't even have a chance to make a choice. Well, but they so, don't because they already knows they're not going, right? Like well, I know. <laughs> well, and I see what you're saying. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah, I guess that I guess I see what you're saying. It's Lauren. a tough
0: that is a tough one that's a tough one,
1: yeah, yes, that is a tough one. um but i I would just kind of go back to his his holiness. like, yes, he created a he creates us and he knows who's not going to choose him just as he knows who is going to choose him. But then if he didn't make the people who didn't choose him, then essentially the only people that have the the even the opportunity to come to know him, right? Like, um, this is hard because I know we would know who's not going to choose him and then they're banned. I to hell know. And ever. I know.
0: Guys, right, and with but, your answers I mean, to these questions. We need help here. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: please, like what do you guys think?
0: I don't know that I I don't know how to answer that at this moment.
1: This might have to be a separate episode. I know. I know. I just like I was just bring that up forever. because
0: because I think when we get into this that it naturally is a question that comes to people's minds. Um, Well, I
1: think regardless of what we understand about why he would do something like that, which I don't mm -hmm. know if we'll ever fathom why he would do that. I'm sure there's a a good and just reason just because God is good and just, uh, but our puny human understanding can't really necessarily understand it. But I think regardless, like, I don't think you can argue that God's in time. Like, I don't think anybody could, I mean, he's from everlasting to everlasting, so i think that right he... like he,
0: he invented time for humans right. yeah i mean what we have in the in if you go back to genesis we have literally documented the establishment of time he created right. the 24-hour system so we yeah. know that, that like he created that for us so that we could live in it exactly yeah could you imagine the havoc if we had the ability to go back in time and, and screw around with
1: stuff like i see oh why gosh. he gets us stuck from like point a to point b from past <laughs> to future but um I think though so I think for me when I think of him being outside of time and understanding like he knows who's going to choose him and the choices uh, like the invitation is there for everybody like this is definitely not a religion of exclusion anybody and that is very clearly outlined everybody is able to be saved if they put their faith in Jesus Christ and they repent they truly repent of their sins like everybody's involved but God knows who's going to make that choice before we're even born. So he knows who's going to end up with him in eternity, even right now, even like 2000 years ago, even back in Moses' time. So I don't see that there is, um, I, I think that that predestination or predeterminism or whatever you want to call it and free will both coexist. It's just that God knows the outcome and it's hard for us to wrap our minds around the fact that we can have both because he's outside of time, but you have to take into account that being outside of time piece in order, order to make that work.
0: Yeah. I think, um, I think this is why people like to lean more towards free will because it's, um, understanding how they might overlap is it brings up all these questions. It's very yeah. confusing, right? Yeah. Um, should we go into some of the verses and kind of talk about like why people have these? Different- okay. Yeah. So pre- predestination, there's a couple of big verses. Ephesians 1, 4 to 5 says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in, in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. So, I mean, it says before the foundation of the world, he chose us in love. He predestined us for adoption, but I, you know, I don't know if you couldn't really argue that did, didn't he predestine everybody and then by free will, they reject him. So I don't necessarily know that that's an argument for, um, you know, quote unquote, the elect, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I because- think,
1: I think we could use us as the entire mankind, like in love, he predestined all of us. Right,
0: right, right. Well, and then also you can also kind of overlap that with, um, so he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Mm -hmm. So my counter to the argument of predestination and the elect to that verse is asking, or sorry, answering the question, well, what is God's will? Because if it's according to his will, what is God's will? And first Timothy two, three to four, it says, this is, good and pleases God, our savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to acknowledgement mm-hmm. of the truth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think that argument holds a ton of weight. If, um, if you're looking, if you're saying, okay, if it's according to as well, what's as well, what as well is that everybody is saved. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be something that's offered to everybody. Right. Um, another verse that is sort of predestination is Romans 8, 28 to 30.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, and we know, that for those who love God, all signs work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the age of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and those whom he predestined, he also called and those whom he called, he also justified and those who he justified also glorified. So I don't know. My, my thought is like, isn't everybody predestined? Right. So I don't mm-hmm. know, like it's in my work And in, in when I'm reading those, that to me is not like, oh, there's only like this m- many number of humans that are going to be quote unquote called. It's, it's those who chose to. Well, and and right? I think
1: to support what you're saying, Matthew 22, verse 14, for many are called, but few are chosen. And I think what this means is again, kind of coming back to, we have to choose him before we become chosen so that's where our free will comes in so if we choose him and then we follow him then he knows by the end of time where he is but also he is currently like we are the chosen uh so but all of us have been called but few are chosen because few of us choose to to walk that narrow path and most people are Well, I won't say most, I don't know, but based on this verse, it sounds like the majority of people don't actually
0: follow him. Therefore they are not chosen, but that was their choice, not his. Right. I don't think it would be his choice. So, um, so more predestination, John 6, 44, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him. So there Mm -hmm. we have more of like, okay, well he's choosing people. I don't necessarily think that my counter to this would be the Holy spirit is on the earth, prompting everybody all the time. Everybody. So that that that's, right. that's what I would say. Um, to that one. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think we're, I don't think we're holding out much here for the for the elect. Um, Isaiah forty five twenty two, turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. So that's like everybody. Um, Matthew eleven twenty eight to thirty, come to me, all you who are weary and late, late and I will give you rest. And it's like, okay, that's everybody. Um, John 7 37, if anyone is there, let him come to me and drink. So there's a lot of, there's a little bit of like predestination and choosing and God has to call you. But at the same time, I think we have evidence that the Holy spirit is working on everybody all the time. And, um, that like Jesus was here physically, but we, I think we talked about this in another episode, but we believe like the Holy spirit is after Jesus was here physically, the Holy spirit is here. Um, on the earth doing this work. And his work is primarily prompting people to, uh, have a relationship with God Mm -hmm. and have that heart change and have that, um, understanding. Right. So then the, what is God's will is that everybody should be saved. Um, is that everybody should come to know him and the opportunity is there because of the Holy spirit. And then, then we have the choice, right. Right. So then So then that ultimately bumps up against choice. And we have evidence of that, the free will verses. Well, hold on. I'm going to pause you for a minute because kind of going
1: back to the argument with the Holy Spirit, and we were kind of talking about this at last night's Bible study, actually, and that the Holy Spirit has like when, when Jesus came and then when he left and he sent the Holy Spirit to, you know, during Pentecost to Mm -hmm. dwell within his followers. And so we were kind of talking about the role of the Holy Spirit up until then. And he didn't dwell in anybody up until Jesus sent him, and then he did. So the Holy Spirit was upon the earth, and has always been upon the earth, um, and would come upon like in the Old Testament, David and Saul, uh, Solomon, and you know the Holy Spirit would come upon them. But it would also leave them. And so then once, so then we start having the conversation of there's the Holy Spirit upon somebody. The Holy Spirit, um, uh, what is it? The Holy Spirit is upon you. Uh, no, the Holy Spirit is with you. The Holy Spirit is upon you. The Holy Spirit is dwelling within you. And Mm -hmm. so the idea behind those three stages is the Holy Spirit is with all of us at all times, everywhere, whether you believe that there's a Holy Spirit or not, he's there with you. And then when we start to feel that pull, because we're the chosen, right? When we start to feel that pull or that draw that the Holy Spirit is giving us, then the Holy Spirit is upon us. And that's really where that prompting of, I need to, you know, confess my sins, repent and follow Jesus Christ knowing that he is the savior, the salvation, the only way to eternal life with God. And so then the Holy Spirit is dwelling upon us and then as soon as we accept Christ into our heart and we, you know, commit our lives to following him, that is when we have been cleansed because the God in the form of the Holy Spirit is so righteous. He can't live in a sinful, dirty temple, right? Which essentially is what we are until we've accepted Jesus's sacrifice. And then we become cleansed of our sins and then the Holy spirit can enter and dwell within us. And then he remains there and he won't leave. Like he doesn't ever leave us. Well, I guess that's an argument in and of itself. Some people think you can lose your salvation. Some people say you can't, we can have that conversation at another time, but, um, and yeah, I was just
0: with, with that, um, uh, thought process. The only thing I would sort of counter a little bit is, is the wording of the chosen, right? Because, um, again, if we're thinking about what we just talked about, I would say the whole world is chosen. Yeah. Not the the people that are saved are chosen. No, right. But, but that's what I'm
1: saying is like, when we're using those words, we have to understand it's not that I am chosen and my neighbor is not right. It's we're all, we all have the opportunity of being chosen, but until we choose them or choose him, we don't we're not chosen. Does that make sense? We all have the option of being chosen. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I'd use the wording a little bit differently. I would say everybody's chosen and then we accept the gift. Um, I think that's where the wording sometimes gets confusing. Um, But I agree in the aspect that the Holy Spirit is on the earth prompting people all the time, Mm -hmm. saved or not saved, believers or not believers, Mm -hmm. different religions, different countries, different cultures, whatever um, in a way that works, you know, in their wor- like, world, view. like worldview, his, like his goal is to get them to have an understanding of who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you are that person who has the open heart that says, okay, so you, you know, uh, what was that verse I just read? Um, where is he? you know, he's, he's standing at the door knocking, right. I don't even know if I read that verse, maybe I, I don't think you did, but he's standing at the door and knocking. Right. And so you're there and you say, okay, I'm going to open the door. Then at that moment, that's when, um, what you're talking about, the indwelling of the Holy spirit, Mm -hmm. you become, um, someone that actually has the Holy spirit hundred percent of the time who then prompts you, uh, with the choices that you make and, and, um, deepens your relationship with God and mediates for you when you don't have words to speak, Mm -hmm. um, in your prayers, the Holy spirit works on your behalf and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, I think, I think different things for different people, depending on where you are in your journey.
1: Right, for sure, and that kind of comes back to when we were talking last week about baptism. Like that, when he when he's knocking and you open the door, like you finally accept Jesus and He dwells within you. Like that is the that is the true baptism of the Holy Spirit. Like that is the baptism we need to be saved. And then the water baptism that we were talking about is kind of that symbolic um, command that we're to do to kind of proclaim Him and to, you know, go through all of those rituals. But the The important part is that you have been baptized by the Holy Spirit when he actually takes residence within his holy temple, i.e.
0: you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So some verses about free will are John 1, 12 to 13. Uh, but, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So we just have that basically like saying here you have the right to choose it and anybody who receives that you're good um, yeah and, and I like that choice with the right the right to choose mm-hmm.
1: like we have the like that is a god-given right to choose so again this is not
0: exclusionary in any way this is everybody is yeah. given the right to choose him mm-hmm. yeah um, and then revelation three twenty. 20, okay. This is the verse. behold. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. So the opportunity, the opportunity is there. The gift is there. Uh, our job is just to say, okay, I'm, I'm in, <laughs> yeah. uh, Romans 10, nine to 10, because if you confess with your mouth with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for with the heart. One believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. that's kind of an interesting verse, but basically Mm -hmm. again, you get to participate in this process. Mm -hmm. So I think the question that comes up here though, um, is, you know, when we acknowledge that the Holy spirit is working all the time on everyone, because God's will is clearly that all should come to know him and that his will is that I want to have a relationship with every single person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is, gonna, this is going to get dicey. So <laughs> the question is, I know Jesus says he is the way, the truth and the life and the path is narrow. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Do we always know how the Holy spirit works? No. So do we think like you, okay, <laughs> you're, you're, I don't know. I'm going to get canceled for this. Okay. So like, <laughs> And my, my, basically my question is because of different cultures and different languages and like, we live in America and we were raised in Christianity to, I mean, to an extent, like we are the most Christian country, like we were aware of it. And if, if our generation wasn't our parents and our grandparents certainly were, um, immersed in Christian culture, they Mm -hmm. went to church, even if it was just a thing to do, everybody knew the Bible Mm -hmm. stories, everybody knew the history. It used to be in the schools, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. a very Christian oriented culture. Historically, we are, we very much know who Jesus is, even if somebody doesn't believe in him, they know who he is. Right. So I would say like all of this makes sense in Western culture of like, you have this choice and, um, it's freely presented, you know, who Jesus is and you get the option to decide if you believe it or not. Right. Like to me Mm -hmm. in Western culture, that makes sense. The question always comes up. What happens if you are in some country that has never heard the name Jesus? right? Mm-hmm. Um, what happens if you believe in another God, but your heart is really sincere and you are trying to pursue a relationship with the one creator, mm-hmm. right? So I'll just share my personal links. <laughs> well, and we might have to like
1: also pause this conversation yeah. as well. So we can have some, because I know several places, uh, that has scriptural context here. That would be really helpful, which I don't know off
0: the top of my head. I'd have to go find it but my general thought with this is that we trust the Holy spirit on what that means, which means I don't really have an answer for it. So I think that the two components that are important that everybody knows is one that he's working on everybody. And that his goal is that everybody knows who he is period like end of story, Mm -hmm. every human that's ever on this planet, every soul that ever comes into existence, he wants to have a relationship with you and the other point I think, and this is one of the only things that we can count on is that in order to make that happen, we have to have a heart that is in the right place that basically says, whatever truth is, I'm willing to follow it. Mm-hmm. And I think if those, those two things, when they align, when we are willing and he wants us there, then there's, I don't think someone can fall through the cracks that way, I guess is what yeah. I would say. I, so, I And that, and, and to me, that kind of covers all of those crazy questions, which is like, well, what about this situation? What else? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, somebody may not have heard about Jesus their entire life and the Holy spirit reveals himself on the deathbed, right? Like that mm-hmm. happens. So mm-hmm. I think, I think that answers the question for me, for me. And I'm sure people have lots of different opinions, especially we're talking about, you know, the elect camp and the predestination camp and the free. That's- so I'm sure there's a lot of opinions on this, but that's sort of like what I've come to.
1: Well, I think that, that I was, this was another conversation that I was having with my pastor a couple of weeks ago. Um, it came up in the context of the Holy spirit versus, um, the Holy spirit versus the,
0: uh, um, your conscience.
1: Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Our conscience versus the Holy spirit. And, mm-hmm. um, and there is, a spe- I think it's in Romans, um, but I'd have to find it. That basically says like the, like it's the existence it's of God on heart. is written on our hearts. Yep, right. And then there's another one that I just read not too long ago somewhere that also says like basically the word of God is written in your hearts like we know it. Uh, so we're given that gift of understanding who God is from birth, but we might not know exactly like we might not know any of the Bible stories. We might not know any verses, but if you right. go out I mean, into I think nature.
0: That, I think that goes into the whole part of human existence where like we as humanity throughout all time have had the question of what's my purpose in life and what happens after I die I think that Mm -hmm. that is like a reflection of that innate knowing that we're eternal beings that have souls Mm -hmm. and spirits and like there's something bigger out there right because I think if it didn't exist then it'd be like something that you know one group of people 100 years ago maybe thought about right but it's like every single human has these questions yeah and it's because we know deep in our heart deep in our soul that there is something bigger. There is something, right. I think that there is a purpose to life. There is a reason we're here. I don't think everybody would have those questions if it wasn't true.
1: And I think also somewhere, and again, this is where I'd have to do some research because I just remember there having, uh, having read something and maybe it wasn't even in the Bible, but I'm going to share it anyway, because um, I think it pertains to what we're talking about. So the um, when you have somebody who's never heard of Jesus And so therefore cannot place their faith in him, but they, like you were saying, like they know that there's a God out there and that they want to follow the truth, but they can't put their place. They can't put their faith in Jesus. Like he knows, he knows. And he also knows that we as fellow humans didn't truly fulfill his commandment to go spread his word across the entire globe. So that if someone didn't get exposed to his story, they're not condemned. Like because of what you said, like they see his heart or this person's heart or this group's heart, and they know he knows that they want to follow him, but um, they just didn't have they haven't been exposed to his story. Uh, I don't yeah. think that they're condemned for that. Like my I think thought that is, there's
0: my thought is that it essentially rolls back into the old testament covenant. So like New Testament is through Jesus, but old testament is like direct to God.
1: Yeah, and I want to say that there's something like it's it, it's not that they go to heaven yet or they're in purgatory or whatever with Moses. Um what is Wait that? Second, do you, or... you believe in purgatory? Well, n- <laughs> no, not <laughs> Okay, in a, here we not... go. It's another, it's another okay, one. Check, okay. check, put
0: it on the list, put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting, but
1: uh in Revelation where it's talking about Jesus going to speak with Moses, right? And Moses is clearly not in heaven, he's in mm. he's not in hell he's in, I think it's, it's called Sheol, right? Sheol, sheol. Um, and so that essentially would be our version of like what we're calling purgatory. He's not in heaven. He's not in hell. He's just waiting for Jesus's second coming so that they can be arisen with the rest of us since they were the, they were on the earth before Jesus died for us. So then they're therefore they could not accept him, but you know, they were part of the old Testament old covenant. And so then at the end times, like they're going to be risen and, and given heavenly bodies as well. And so I feel I think that the people that haven't been exposed to Jesus even in current times but have that heart for following God because it's written on their heart and they're choosing to follow that, that's where they go and they hang out with Moses and Abraham and all them and then they will be risen at the end with them. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> Does everybody think theory. I'm crazy? Does that sound weird?
0: <laughs> I I don't know. I I guess I've never really heard that before. I um that's I don't know. I don't have an I don't have a thought on that. Okay. Well maybe we'll have to put like <laughs> purgatory slash and then and then I can find my scriptural uh, backup.
1: My, yeah, I'm trying my to think evidence. like
0: I think I sort of Listen, to be quite honest with you, I avoid Revelation because it's like so intense. So, um, we just I, got I, done studying it like last yeah. year.
1: It took us like a year and a half or something to get through it all. Yeah, and, it and I know we talked.
0: I know we talked about um, discussing that too, and I'm like, let's put it off because there's so much yeah, to talk about. There um, is
1: so much to talk about.
0: But yeah, there's some different thoughts on that whole thing. Like, does the tribulation exist? Does it not exist? All this yes. Stuff. Anyway. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well not tribulation I think everybody everybody believes tribulation exists but I don't think everybody believes the rapture exists like in the way that we understand where we all just kind of disappear and go to heaven before no
0: no I think there's even there's even thoughts about like like this isn't even something that's like the end of the world coming in the future type deal
1: oh that's true I actually have heard those theories where it's already passed yeah 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 Okay, th- this will be a conversation we have when I mean, you feel ready, <laughs> Kylene, but it's super important I think especially yeah. with what's going on in the world right now. I think it's really important to That's transcend- every generation
0: though. Every generation mm-hmm. thinks we are in the end it's times, true. you know what I'm saying?
1: If I if I were alive back in World War II days, I would have sworn oh that, that was that was the end times, like for sure. Yeah, to- I mean with totally the we're reading in the death and oh man. Yeah,
0: we're going yeah. through um c.s lewis um mere christianity Christianity. and it was like right written right after world war ii right and so he references that stuff a lot and Mm -hmm. yeah it's like if you lived through certain things you would think this is the end i think every generation has something that they're like this is the end of the world and yeah
1: yeah Yeah. but anyway back to the topic on hand um (laughs) there's a there are a couple other um verses but um uh, John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the father in my name, he may give to you. So this mm-hmm. one I think is where some people could argue, well, clearly it says right there that we didn't choose him. He chose us, mm-hmm. but again, he chose all of us. That's what so, I think. Yeah. yeah. So we get to choose to follow him. And ultimately that would mean like we were already chosen, but we just didn't, like you said, accept the gift. Yeah. And you I mean, this goes into the whole instead.
0: conversation when we're talking about choosing, it's like, okay, well, why would even, even give you the choice? Right. And I think if, if you ever think about parenting, it's like, you, you don't want a dictatorship, right? Like right. It, there's no society that's ever gone well, where, where um, there's one person in charge where you just have to follow like a robot. Yeah. Right. I think free will, for whatever reason that he determined to give it to us, one of, I don't know, as a human, I think it's the only way that you, it's the only option you have to demonstrate actual love, both right. from the creator perspective and as the creation back. So both directions, bidirectionally. Well, and how think, boring
1: like, to not have that choice and to be like, you must love me. Right. You know,
0: like, okay. So I think I, yeah. So like, if you were creating let's say a, do- a, a puppy dog, right? <laughs> Just as a human, right? You created this adorable, fluffy little thing. You want it to love you naturally, right? right. Like, and then not I, force it, I not
1: build it like a robot yeah, that's like a, programmed like to love me
0: Lego model. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that's where like free will comes in, in terms of why does it exist? Right. Cause yep. that's a huge question. Everybody agrees that it exists to some extent. But why do we think it exists? I think love is, if God is love, I think that's the only way to express true love is to give people choice. And I think we see that all the time in everyday society and in relationships and in parenting. And it's like, you have to allow somebody to to be a full person themselves and think for themselves.
1: Well, and I was just thinking like his, uh, him giving us free will, is an expression of love for us. Because if he were to, like you said, be a dictator, there's no opportunity for growth. Like if we're all programmed to follow him because this is what we're destined to do, then, then then, you would almost be saying like all of these horrible bad things that happen and the murders and you know loved ones being ripped away too early and children dying, like all of those things, you would have to argue that God is putting those in your life. And that is not, like God would never, put that kind of evil and pain in our life intentionally right so we can't we can't say that he has predestined all the events in our life and if we didn't if we were to just told be told that i let me say let me back up if we were just to be told you will love me then there's no room for us to grow because part of our growth as humans and how god shows us his love is how we're able to turn to him during those periods of trials and, and tribulations and things that happen in our life. And it helps us to grow and become better people. Mm -hmm. And so if we were programmed to just do what we're told before we were born, like this is our path, there would be no room for that growth. Like we would just be following along what we were told to do. And there's no growth that would be happening. And to me, our growth in our spiritual walk, as we become, you know, baby Christians and then juvenile Christians and then mature Christians Like that happens because we're choosing our, at every given moment, are am I going to sin or am I going to not sin? Like, what is my choice? And the more we turn towards him, the more we can grow in that strength and love, right? Which wouldn't happen if we didn't have that free choice to choose him.
0: Yeah. I think in that conversation, you just brought up one of the biggest uh, questions and arguments, which is- um why does God allow bad things to happen? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my There's gosh. Whole other like the can Lord, of worms. I hate that question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's such I, know. A hard question. I don't
1: think we should broach that right now. I think yeah. that again should be another topic. No, but
0: that, that comes into it because it free will is part of the answer to that. Mm-hmm. And so then you sure. have to go, okay, well, why was free will chosen? Um, if we understand why free will was chosen, then we leave a lot of responsibility for the choices on the humans themselves. Right. And mm-hmm. Again, get, yeah, let's not get into this because it's very complicated and we can yeah. go into a lot of those situations and we should probably, you know, think about that. But um, like, if you're thinking about just, you know, parenting again, you don't always rescue your children from their bad choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to learn the consequences of the decisions
1: they're making. And you can't do that if they, you know, if they were told to, this is all you ever do is like, well, what happens if I don't do that?
0: And I think humanity has sort of proven- <laughs> Over its entire existence that we don't really listen and learn from that.
1: We're not awesome at that as like a group as a whole,
0: as a whole, like humans really like to think that we're the only ones that have ever existed and not learn from like what has happened in the past.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we know the best. We're the only ones that have ever been here. And I'm just not going to. um...
1: And how often does that happen? Like when I was little, I used to think, oh my gosh, these Israelites back in Genesis and Exodus, like you guys are so dumb. Why do you keep making these Decisions and then hello was like God's life. I was like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm very much like the Israelites I made fun of when I was a kid. So right. okay, <laughs> got it. Not I know smart. you see it.
0: Like you see it every single generation. You see a different pattern where they like, you're like, how did you not learn from something that happened like two generations yeah. ago? Right? right. And yeah, we see it all the time. In my in my worldview, the way I've come to understand it is that they coexist. And I don't think that I will ever ever fully understand if you wanted to say like, well, what percent is this and what percent is that? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't think that anybody will understand. I do think it's, I think the one that I would be most afraid, I guess, afraid of believing, or like, I would like challenge you to consider your beliefs is if you are in the camp of the, of like, there's this number specific number of elect people and God has basically damned everybody else. And it's, he's chosen you. There's no, there's no free will. And I I don't know, I would really challenge you because it's like, if you're going to believe that, well, I don't know, like that doesn't sound like a very good God to believe in. You I was know? just
1: going to say, that doesn't sound like the loving God that I know that he would just condemn everybody and only well, select.
0: And then that counters, right? Like anytime we have something in, in the Bible that doesn't seem consistent, it's like, okay, we have to challenge that because. It all if if we believe that it's the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow, then we believe that you know His personality is consistent. If we believe that He's truly holy, well, true holiness and true love and true um, absolute truth doesn't change throughout time. So then you know we have to align whatever it is that we see these verses meaning with the bigger picture of who He is in totality. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think like some of those more extreme. Um, ends of the spectrum can maybe get in trouble a little bit yeah because it's not really aligning with the full picture right
1: because even if you don't believe at all in predestination and only in free choice then i mean we read how many 10 11 verses that specifically use the word predestined which literally means i looked it up the original greek the word um it's pro orizo, pro orizo. Sorry for anybody who speaks Greek. If I just butchered that, but um, predestined to predetermine to foreordain decide beforehand appoint beforehand. So very clearly, all of these things that all of these verses that use predestination or predestined, it's in there as well. So I I don't think like. Yeah, I don't think, like you said, I don't think you can use, you can be in one extreme camp or the other because um, very clearly there's a mix of both and we just have to wrap our, our human time-restricted brains around how that can happen, like how we can have both. And one last point that I'll, I'll say too is, I do believe, as you mentioned at the very beginning, I do believe that we do have a path, a, a, a destination, a, um, a purpose, a specific purpose for our life That, you know, essentially, if you do think of it like a road, I think there is I won't say it's a straight path, but there is a there is a path for us to follow and we can choose to branch off of that path and not follow it. And I think that's where strife and pain and problems come into our life. Like I think those are self-chosen, not intentionally, obviously, but the consequences of some of our choices if we're not staying in alignment with the path that God has us to follow for to fulfill the purpose of our, our existence on earth. I think that's where we start seeing, you know, all of these other problems that are introduced into our life. And I think that not that I think wow. that somebody who's strictly following is not
0: going to have trials and well, tribulations. Say, yeah. Because, because we're, we're making choices ourselves, but then we also have to interact with the bad choices of others that correct with us. Yeah. So it's, yes. it's both. And yeah.
1: Any time that I haven't listened to that prompting is where I run into trouble. And there've been a handful of times where I felt that, and it's like, the more I ignored it. And I'm like, okay, I know what you're calling me to do, but just because of life circumstances and other people involved, and I don't want to hurt them, then I choosing to not listen to that voice and life became so difficult. And then finally I realized, oh, I'm not doing what I'm, but like, he makes it very clear. So I I see that very clearly in my life. And I've heard multiple people say the same thing. Like when they struggle against God, it never goes well. And then they finally realize what they're doing. They get back on their path of purpose and then things are easy. So I think
0: think it's just dependent, right? But it's not that God, um, I don't think he controls every outcome. I think we have influence on the outcome, right? Based on kind of what you're saying, like the choices we make, but we also interact with other humans and we live in a world where there's other humans making choices all the time that unfortunately affect our lives, right? But um, like, there's just thing, like living in this world, like there's bad stuff that's gonna happen, right? Just yeah. because we live in the world. And so I think- um, Whatever that path is, whether it's really easy or whether it's really hard or whatever, when your heart is in the right place, I think what happens is that God then uses that somehow, right? If it is a really hard life, then he's probably going to use that to turn you into this incredibly compassionate, empathetic person that like really has a ripple effect on other people's lives. Right. Mm -hmm. If you have, um, an easier life, maybe there's a reason that he's, he's done that because that's helping you fulfill the purpose that you're here for. Right. Like I think, so there's a way I think, regardless of whether it's hard or easy, that, you know, he can take that and use it to help you fulfill your purpose. But I think, um, I do think we have to be careful about about that though, because people are going to listen and go, Oh, if I believe in Jesus, I'll have an easy life. No, like he never yeah, promised no. that. Like I even had, I heard someone one time, um, a, a betrayed woman going, I'm just waiting. Oh, how, how, what was it that she, how she worded it? She's like, I'm just waiting for, uh, for the goodness that God promised me or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, like literally never promises. Yeah, actually that promises the easy. opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that We, I will was have, like, we are yeah. so not told, Hey, believe in me and your life's going to be cush, right? Like, it's like, no, nah, you might run into some pretty hard stuff. Um, so anyway, I just, yeah, you but caught yourself tra- on that. And I just kind of want to throw it in there too.
1: Yeah. Those trials that he hands us, I mean, again, those are, you know, his strength is made perfect in in weakness. And so, you know, again, that's, those things help us to grow closer to him. Um, But I do
0: know what you're talking about in terms of like living into your purpose and what you were designed to do and feeling like you are in alignment with where he wants you to be in a way, no matter what's happening, that feels easier, period.
1: Yeah, it does. So
0: if you are going against what you think your design or your purpose, or he thinks your design or purpose, or you are starting to feel- separated from God for whatever reason, from anything happening in your life. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be a very different sensation than even when hard things are happening, when you feel aligned with him. Right. Good thoughts, Tanya. Okay. So we hope that you enjoyed this conversation. Next week, we are going to talk about spiritual warfare versus stuff that just happens in life. We hope you enjoy it.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our mission on this podcast is to probe topics within the Christian faith to ensure that what we believe is in alignment with scripture and that we understand why we believe
0: what we do. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to leave a five-star review and share it with a friend. Did this topic challenge your belief? Did we give you a new perspective or did it solidify what you already knew to be true? Leave us a comment and tell us your thoughts. We can't wait to hear from you.